0: Hi folks, this is Matthew Holly of the Home Turf Sports Podcast right here on the Home Turf Radio Network. And let me tell you something, you got all those high-end equipment for a lot of money, but you got no idea how to use them. But what if I told you there's an easy way to create your own podcast, absolutely free with no wires attached? The answer is Anchor from Spotify. Of course, Anchor is the easiest way and the best way to make a podcast without all the assholes. If you haven't heard about Anchor... Let me tell you something. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's intuitive episode builder, you can visualize, edit, and arrange your segments without an instruction manual. Record remotely with up to four people no matter where they are in the world. And with Anchor's built-in audio library, you can also add background tracks, transitions, and sound effects to your show. Also new in there is the music and talk talk bit for Anchor and Spotify. You can insert your music from Spotify and you can create your own music radio show. Or whatever you want to create with music involved. That's all that podcasting stuff. It will be exclusive to Spotify only. That's, That's really cool. And if you're looking to distribute your podcast... Let Anchor do that for you so it can be earned on most popular listening platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. All with a single tap or click. You're looking to make money from your podcast? You can. No minimum listenership required. With Anchor sponsorships, you can earn money every time people listen, no matter the size of the audience. You can also collect monthly donations from your fans right from your Anchor profile. And did I mention Anchor is 100% free? With no strings attached, no monthly fees, no trial period, no subscription necessary. This is why the Home Tour Sports Podcast is always here on Anchor, and many more, and many other podcasts are on the way here on this platform. And looking for and if you want to get Anchor, download the free Anchor app on the Google Play Store or App Store. Go to Anchor.fm to get started Enter your journey into podcasting. This is why Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And now, on with our feature presentation.
1: The Brooklyn Nets are trading Kyrie Irving
0: to the Dallas Mavericks has been confirmed by our Phil writer. The Mavs in return will receive Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, and a package of picks in return. That haul includes a 2027 first-second-round pick and a first-and-second-round pick in 2029. The trade ends a four-year run
1: for Kyrie in Brooklyn. And with that, he now takes his talents out to Dallas in the West Conference to join a squad. It is sixth in the Western Conference
0: currently. We take a look at that package. Marquise Morris also will be heading to the Mavs to join folks with Kyrie. And now Luka Dodgers out there in Dallas. And next, we mentioned Ember with Spencer Dinwiddie, Jordan, Benny Smith. And a few picks highlighted by that unprotected
1: first-round selection in 2029.
0: Coming to you from the Long Island Top Studios, right here in the Great South Bay, in the heart of Long Island, this is the Home Turf Sports Podcast, right here on the Home Turf Radio Network. I'm Matthew Holly. I'm your host. We're a Mo- Welcome to Monday, we're going to get right to it. The Brooklyn Nets have ended the Kyrie Irving saga. He will no longer be a part of that team. He has traded to the Dallas Mavericks for some picks and a few guys that... I don't know. Of course, according to ESPN.com, um, the Brooklyn Nets are trading Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks. Sources sold ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski on Sunday. The, Maver- the Mavs are sending Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie, a un- an unprotected 2029 20, first round pick and second round picks in 2027 20, and 2029 20, to the next in exchange for Irving and Markeith Moore, sources said. The Nets plan to offer the picks acquired in the trade as well as their 2023 20, first round pick via the, via the Philadelphia 76ers in trade talks to try to improve the roster out of the Thursday trade deadline, sources said. Of course, the Lakers and Nets discussed possible Irving deals on Friday and Saturday, but ultimately, the Mavericks package gave the Nets a better chance to surround Kevin Durant with players now, as well as the opportunity to acquire three draft picks, sources said. The Nets have been at a looking at three-way deals involving the Lakers before discussions with the Mavericks came together fairly quickly on Sunday afternoon, sources did say. So, the Nets wanted to move on from the Irving mess and quickly. Of course, Mavericks general manager Nico Harrison has a long history with Irving. Going back to their Nike days together, and Dallas coach Jason Kidd was a proponent of the trade. The Mavericks also ran the deal for Irving Tassel's All-NBA Asar Luka Doncic, who gave it a nod, a source told ESPN. The Mavs can now wait to see how the rest of this season goes before deciding on a new deal for Irving. Irving is expected to arrive for a physical on Monday in Dallas and travel to make his Dallas Mavericks debut versus the Los Angeles Clippers on Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern. i will be on ESPN. source said, Dinwiddie, meanwhile... Returns to Brooklyn where he played for five seasons before sustaining an ACL injury early in the 2020 21 season. Was Irving's tenure in Brooklyn? Ends after a tumultuous four seasons that included injuries, dozens of missed games, due to a refusal to get vaccinated against COVID 19, and a suspension this season for promoting a movie that contained anti-Semitic themes. And, to say this, it caused, it caused like, a mess there. Of course, Irving, who is 30, now, 30, opted into the final season of his deal in the summer but requested a trade earlier this week after failing to reach an agreement with Brooklyn on extension. Irving had been seeking a, seeking a deal in the neighborhood of a four-year 198.5 million dollar maximum extension available to him until June 30th. Sources has said he is also eligible to sign a two-year 83 million dollar extension with the Mavericks until June 30th. Of course Irving has played fewer than 150 games combined over the past four seasons but maintained a max level player when he was on the court. Irving is averaging 27.1 points rebounds, 5.3 assists per game of the season on excellent efficiency. So, right there, then and there, that's right there. That's like set in stone right now. But you got to be asking yourself, how did this trade impact the Mavericks? And how does trade impact Brooklyn? Well, the answer might surprise you. According to Andre Snellings of ESPN, Kyrie Irving's roller coaster ride in Brooklyn has come to an end, with the Nets trading the, Merc- the mercurial superstar to the Dallas Mavericks. In return, Nets welcome back old friend Spencer Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie, and three-and-D glue guy Dorian Finney-Smith, plus future draft considerations. Wow. Just wow. This trade is fascinating on many levels. Not least that the Mavericks just traded for, at least on paper, the Megatron version of what they've been looking for to play next to Luka Doncic. Doncic is the, all, is the ultimate ball dominant player in the NBA right now. With the size of a forward, but the ball handling and decision making of a league guard. The combination makes him an MVP candidate but it also makes it difficult to find a guard to successfully play next to him. The Mavericks have been looking for a player who can play off the ball when Lucas running running the show, but can be second, a secondary creator for when he's in score mode or on the bench. In recent years, the Mavericks have tried Dinwiddie, Jalen Brunson, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Seth Curry in a role with varying degree of success. Enter Irving, who is essentially built to play the role. Irving can run the point, but at heart, he's more of a shooting guard and a point guard's body that has an amazing end. Irving has averaged 25.9 points per game and 2.8 three points per game on 45, 48.5 field goal percentage, and 40 40 percent field goals three point shooting. Over the past three seasons. Playing off, playing awfully ball dominant, do everything scores ranging from LeBron James to Kevin Durant to James Harden to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. He's also averaged 5.9 assists per game with a 2.4 assists to turnover ratio during that span. So that tells you right there he's got it. It's got that. Um, showing he can create when called upon, but doesn't require the ball every possession to be effective. I mean, this is that is absolutely perfect next to Doncic, on paper. Kyrie should be able to knock down the open looks that Luca creates for him, take advantage of imbalanced defenses when Luka draws extra attention, even off the ball and in turn, work defenses with his own offensive skill that makes life easier for Luca as well. Kyrie takes about 20 shots per game, which is up from Dinwiddie's 13 field goal attempts. But, either, but the writer don't think the extra shots will come from Luca. Instead, he expects the maps to stagger the two, such that Irving gets about 15 minutes of first option time with Luca's sideline, and for Kyrie's extra shots... The for the comfort of players. In addition, to perhaps Christian went and Monterey Jr. Kyrie's numbers in Dallas looks in should look very similar to his numbers in Brooklyn, as the writer as his column does. Don't don't see his role changing that much. And as for Luca, if anything, his numbers might improve a bit overall, even if his scoring might drop a bit or two. He might the writer might expect him to still average 30 points per game. But with an elite finisher, next to him that can also take the pressure off and allow Luca to have more energy. What not surprise won't surprise anybody if he averages a thirty-point triple-double for the rest of the season. In Brooklyn, nobody's not sure if the final shoe is dropped yet. If the Nets don't make any further trades, then when he then when he would seem to be the big fantasy winner because. He would get to take a good chunk of the shots Kyrie Lee's faking. Of course, Dinwiddie has shown us, particularly in the last several games that Dodgers has missed, that he's ready to carry a larger role. In the last four games, that Dodgers has played played four minutes or less. Dinwiddie has averaged 31 points per game on 18.3 field goal attempts. We've seen Jalen Brunson take the, take the lead this season with the Knicks once he got his own team. Instead of playing off Luka. And we and we could see a similar leap from Nimwitty. Particularly while Durant remains sidelined. Once Durant returns. If he's still on the Nets of course. Ugh. His outlook doesn't change all that much. Durant has shown what he can do. With and without Kyrie in recent seasons. But with. Dinwiddie, contributing a large percentage of what Kyrie did, he should make life easier for Durant than when Kyrie was out, but still allow him to maximize his volume. Ultimately, Durant has some upside to score and distribute more because Dinwiddie isn't as high volume as Kyrie. All told, this was a blockbuster trade where both teams seemingly get what they want and the fantasy prospects of all the main principles seem to, to improve. I'll say this, I think. I mean, I will see I would check out to see if Kyrie plays consistently for the Mavs, and if he and Luca Mesh as well as theory suggests. And if the Nets make any more moves before the trade deadline. For both Fantasy Hoops and NBA Phantom, this trade just turns out earns the next few weeks into must see TV. This is pretty much exciting. But if this season probably makes a lot of sense, makes a lot of. It's probably, I don't know if it makes a lot of sense or what have you, but let's be real. This is probably this is probably the end of an era for what is left of Brooklyn basketball. But you may, I mean are you making if you're if you're an fan of the Nets I'm like oh man Kyrie's gone get rid of to that guy he's been nothing but he's been nothing but a cancer. Yeah and, and yeah, well he's still like good and talented but pretty much a cancer And I will be blunt and I will say that's up front about him. If he if he does good with Dallas, he would he would turn that team into a playoff contender. Somewhere down the line, I mean, not as maybe not as much, but you get the point. And if that, and if Dallas, can, and if the Nets can make a few trades to improve their roster before the season ends, before the, before the trade deadline, I mean, they could still be playoff. Play, they could still be playoff bound. I'm like, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world here. All eyes will be on all eyes will be on Brooklyn to see if they can do better. All eyes will be on Dallas to see if they can improve on what happened last season, and maybe even maybe even more. Point is this. If the net, if this, the trade deadline is, like, a, I'm like, yeah, um, it's kind of, it's kind of like a crapshoot. And if you, and if you get lucky, you're pretty much, you're pretty much calling for it. And if this or and if this and if this proves it, rather, you can imagine, you can't even imagine the story you can hear or hear from Nets fans if they don't even make the playoffs. If Kyrie will be, if KD will be traded too, bottom's out. The bottom's out in Brooklyn. At least, at least, right, for at least it's a little bit for now. More when we come back. I know your shirts are bland, your hats are bland, your businesses businesses are bland, so why not give it a facelift with L.I. Tops? L.I. Tops is is Long Island's home for custom shirts, custom vats, and of course putting up vin- putting up vinyl banners for your, and all your stuff for for your businesses and whatever have you long Island chops is home to some of the with some of the best guys in the business to we'll work to get this get make sure your product stands out from the best don't forget to visit them don't forget to give them a chance look out li chops if it ain't us it ain't lit that's l i t o p e ops well, at least the uh, trade the, Nets, the Mets made to bring in cap, cap, draft capital, it's pretty much worth it's pretty much worth it for the Nets, But <clears throat> what does that mean for the Lakers? Uh, doesn't matter much. They, they still they got Anthony Davis and others and others. And LeBron James is chasing for that, for that elusive record still held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That could happen in the next couple of days. But on to more important stuff. We ain't not get to cover they covered basketball long enough. Time to cover some hockey. And of course, NHL. NHL returns to action tonight, including the Islanders. And oh my God. We and the islanders did a thing now. Lou Amarello ended his omerta in terms of the uh, the signing of Ben of former uh Vancouver Connect Boat Horvat, the guy who we acquired in the first place for Anthony Beauvillier and a rat right oh, a yeah Again, this is real good stuff here. Eight-year extension with the Islanders. Dan, Sar- Dan Saraceni, oh, lighthouse hockey, part of the SB Nation, Nation community, and of course, it writes bow Bang. Horvat signs eight-year extension with the Islanders. In jeez, that must have been some first practice. And underneath, underneath a port, that a picture of Bo Horvat. With an Islanders jersey on his shoulders and around, the caption does read, The face of a very rich man. Yeah, a rich man indeed. He, and of course, we'll I'll tell you in a moment, ahead of let's read this Ahead of this first actual NHL game in an Islanders uniform, Senator Bo, Bo Horvat has signed an 8-year extension with the club, putting to rest one of the questions that arose when he was acquired via trade a week ago. Hmm. I wonder what. The Islanders announced the signing on Sunday afternoon, right around the time Horvat took the, took the ice with his new teammates at a practice in Philadelphia. The Islanders played the, the Flyers tonight. The, the 27-year-old center has 31 goals, 23 assists in 49 games with Vancouver this season. It's tonight in the NHL. He just played in his second All-Star game, sitting up for the Pacific Division, but with an Islanders logo on their jersey.
1: I like
0: a balloon. I like Yeah, pretty much says it is. And of course, Elliot Freeman was among the first to announce the actual numbers, where that will have an 8.5 million dollar average annual value against the Islanders salary cap next season, starting next season. Three says it, but on oh, it, three, AAV is $8.5 Mmm, that's good. Mmm, Mmm, uh, yeah, you can go back to that. But update, Frank Cervalli has more details regarding movement p- protection and a signing bonus. Horvat has some of the former and none of the latter, he says. Right. Orvat got a full no-trade clause from the Isles through 2026-27, 20, first half of the deal, then and converts to a 16-deal no-trade on July 1st, 2027. 20, yeah. They guess that tells it right there. Both Orvat and Isler's general manager, Lou Lamarillo already had a press availabilities after the signing. Lamarillo said that Orvat and his reps sought him out. The first thing this morning... With the intention of hammering a deal out, and this is uh, Lou, or a few minutes, or um, just in a, a middle talking about the uh, trade, the uh, the sign, the trade, and the signing of the guy. Of course, at the 12-12 uh, Mart, one 12 Mart, you could hear Lou make a joke that was quickly denounced on Twitter. Uh, denounced on Twitter, yeah. A place that used to be the home of all kinds of offbeat humor, but is now a festering sphincter populated by only people looking to be angry about absolutely anything all the time. Yeah, I'm on there too. I'm on other platforms. Take a listen to Lou and tell you his stories, his spin on the whole damn thing.
1: So, whenever you make a transaction like that, the intent is to certainly sign him long-term or you wouldn't do that, and then, you know, getting him comfortable, uh, and while he was at the all-star break, uh, you know, over the last several days, he's certainly been communicating with his representative, now with him, uh, and, you know, we were able to get it done, uh, quite frankly, uh, first thing this morning, and when he came in, he had a conversation with his uh, Representative, uh, uh, How do you get it done? We are making him comfortable when you know he's in Florida and everyone else is here. It's a great question. Uh, you know, he just he does his homework. Uh, you know, on us. Uh, you know, we had two players there, mm-hmm. Rock and, uh, and so Illya and Bo. You know, Rock had his family there, and uh, Bo had his family there. So I know they got together and the kids got together and. You know, some things happen, uh, you know, for the best. Uh, uh, I'll just you, I know you don't believe this contract for me Is that still standing? Can you let us know? Well, all I can tell you is it's too long and it's too much money. so <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's. I mean you want the truth? No, no, no. no, no, no. Well, that, that was going to lead into my <laughs> next point. <is> next question. <laughs> how, how do you feel about the camp flexibility and, and the long-term prospects for being able to build a roster around Bo Horvat and Matthew Barzell for what they're signed at, especially with Ilya Sorokin, who's going to have one of those contracts coming up as well. Uh, we'll just worry about today right now. I'm sure we'll find a way. How happy are you to have this sort of depth at center and get the the Well, I'm pleased that not only depth at center, that we've got a player of this caliber who you know, brings it every night and it's a it's 200 foot player. And, you know, there's no question you know, he'll be an asset to our team. How much of an advantage, finally, once you acquire him to be able to offer that year? Well, I think it's usually the solidifying factor that you don't want to do. Uh, and, you know, as I said, contracts these days are too long. You understand that. Uh, and what you try and do is make sure that. There's other systemic parts that uh, don't get in the way. What did I guess, say about the player that we still well in the world for the position that to do before? Stepping on, desperately yeah, needing most of these things that he Well, you know, he he knows a lot about us. You know, I mean, uh, and we knew a lot about him. Uh, we played in London. Uh, we scouted him a lot when he was a junior. We interviewed him. So you know, we. We've got a little history going back there, uh, and players know teams. And I think it's a compliment to the uh, New York Island organization uh, as far as uh, what the culture is here and the type of players we've and people uh, that this is a place where he wanted to stay. You can about the leadership the How important was that
0: to it? I guess you could say... It's pretty much a little bit. Huh? I think he tried to make a quick joke, quip about it, but hey, he flew Lamar well. What more do you want out of him? You know, but, end of the day, it's a good signing. Meanwhile, but, Stephen Ross, Stephen Ross, says, let's says, you know, he went on Twitter, see so you know what? He's wondering Lula role. would not give specifics on the both Horvath contract. He said, of course, as Lou said, it's too long and it's too much money. And he said, yes, he really said that. He believes contracts today are too long and for too much money. Yeah, well, a lot of money. It's got a lot of money. It's got a lot of money. But I'm not really going to be saying much about that. He, Brennan, Brennan Leffler for NY New York New York Island is talking now said he's right about Horvat's deal he's got 31 now after he finishes with 41 I'lls fans are going to be regretting this deal before it even starts like, like what <laughs> like what he's going to probably make uh Barzal be better he's got 31, he's got 31 goals and he's got um, plenty of buckets in there, plenty of buckets there. But, hey, he's ha- as long as he's happy, he's happy. Uh, of course, the center sounded very happy to have a bit of, have this bit of business out of the way and, ha- and to have a place where he could settle with his family. As we know, the schools of Long Island have a particular pull for athletes and are near damn near undefeated in terms of getting them to stay with the Islanders. Not sure how Horvat got the school tour on a Sunday when he was just 200 miles away in Philly. But we'll have to find that out later. Li- find out later. Li- find about that later. Of course the bus or on our tour said, uh, my wife and I talked about this place a lot. Honestly, it was probably in my top five right from the beginning. I don't know the area too, too well, but I can't wait to get to know it for eight years. Well, he's got a long time to do that. The Islanders currently sit two points out of the final playoff spot in the East. There's a lot of work to do if they want to salvage the season and make the postseason and probably go on a run. Nobody thing I, I don't think anyone disagrees that that the odds are decidedly against them. But this is the second... Eight year extension they've signed this season. Mac Barzell, who skated on Horvat's wing today in practice, re signed before the season even started, making a commitment to the team that drafted him. Horvat said after he was dealt that he expected to be a Canuck for life and was willing to sign an extension. The Canucks weren't interested in meeting his price and dealt them to Long Island. Every player is different and looking for different things when they sign. But these two, along with Vander Lee, Brock Nelson, Adam Pelich, Ryan Pullat, and others, are clearly happy playing on the island. The next big name to get signed will be Ilya Sorokin, but that's a problem for another day. A hue and cry about how terrible this song is. Strong social is all on strong social media. Strong on social media. As it is whenever the Islanders don't do or don't do anything. But in the end, they have Bo Horvat, top line center, all-star, family dude for the long term now. That's pretty cool. Me? I'm happy. It's not every day the Islanders can get a player and do more and do more for it. And I mean, yeah, well... else oh, more it gets more money it gets more money that, that. more money as I will uh, I will not I would I'm not gonna regret that deal or the trade and deal anyway or any way shape or form but he's getting gonna get more he's gonna get more it's say. I'm like, yeah, he's like 27, of course, in the response to that tweet. So, uh, Orvat is at 31, he's 27, and it's an 8-year contract. So, even if he was 31, he'd be finished by, like, 30, at 39. Not only, not only is your math on Orvat low, your math sucks. Other than that, great tweet. Yeah, I guess great there. Of course, he was talking about the current goals versus where he'll finish the season. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, you know, it's gonna get, it's gonna get rich. It's gonna get paid. And he's gonna, and gonna make a lot of money. I can't wait to see how this plays out. You just traded him, traded for him, and now you sign him for all that money, eight point five million per year. That's asking a lot. That's asking a lot for me. Well, to quote Stephen A. Smith, well, Well, mm. oh, let's be nice.
1: Let's be nice. <coughs> we don't have to go there. I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, good lord.
0: I guess you don't have to cross that bridge. I mean, at least that's the less saying a lot. Well, we got more, plenty of good stuff when we come back. You're listening to the Home Turf Sports Podcast on the Home Turf Radio Network. Be sure to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of our handles at Home Turf Radio. We're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor as well. More platforms coming up in the future, including my on Twitter, on Twitter Spaces, too. So, with that in mind, we'll be right back. I know. I get it. You're looking for the best shirts in town, something that associates with the area, or something like that. Let Mac of Amityville help you out. Of course, Mac is the home of the of Mac T-shirts, Long Island Toss T-shirts, Island Tribe T-shirts, and plenty of cool stuff merchandise you can find. This is the best shop you ever find here. Shop in Amityville. Well, check them out down on down on Route One Ten and Ten at next to the next to the Amityville, over Amityville train station. That's minutes from the that's Minnesota, Amityville train station, I mean. And don't forget to check them out. Check them out today. Long You got Rucker. Harlem has Rucker. Lincoln, Queens got Lincoln. But Long Island has the Mac. Have you ever seen that recent 3430 30 f- film called Bullies of Baltimore? Well... I enjoyed it. It told the story of the Baltimore Ravens from 2000, from 2000, from in its 2000 season. And man, it became one of the most dominant defenses in NFL history because of it. And of course, we, I could say a lot, and that's saying something. Of course the um in the e s sports Illustrated writes the um the Baltimore Ravens had one of the most dominant defenses in the history of the NFL during the two thousand season and rode that unit all the way to the super Bowl tw- thirty five where they blew out the new york giants thirty four to seven I still remember that game and it's still awning to this day it's still awning to this day. That that Ravens theme was immortalized with a 30 to 430 ESPN documentary dubbed The Bullies of Baltimore. Here's the highlights for it. And of course, the defense wins championships. The Ravens set several NFL records during that 2000 season, including the fewest points allowed during a 16-game season, 165. Of course, in the fewest rushing yards allowed, 970. The defense also led the league in turnovers of 49. Of course, Ray Lewis was named the NFL's Defensive Player of the Year and, and led a group that ran roughshod over opponents. Baltimore did not allow an offensive touchdown to the Giants in the Super Bowl as New York added its lone score on a kickoff return. Baltimore set the ton- uh, Because Baltimore and Baltimore set the tone by forcing five turnovers and allowing just 152 yards. I still feel the sting of it. And this is the film that honored... is about about honoring the man we called Goose. Of course, the late Tony Siragusa was the star of the show. The former NFL lineman in Ravens defensive tackle died at the age of 55 on June twenty second, 2022. Of course, Surugusa played a key role in that Title I in 2000, knocking Raiders quarterback Rich Gannon out of the game in the AFC Championship. Of course, Suragusa later had a confrontation with CBS broadcaster and former quarterback Phil Sims, who criticized the play. Surugusa was fined 10 grand by the league for the hit, and he blamed Gannon for the penalty. Of course, the Raiders also went on a deal with Syracuse prior to the 1996 season, cutting back their offer of 50 by $50,000. That left a bad ace in his pocket. Of course, I bet, I bet you're glad you saved that 50K okay, because it was Super Bowl. And of course, uh, and of course, Syracuse told our owner Al Davis after the playoff game. He was pretty pissed off. I don't give a shit which is pretty much the case for these guys. Of course, when I look back, Twent Dilfer, what about Twent Dilfer, did a solid job managing the Ravens' offense that season. He just didn't want to mess things up for the defense. At one point, though, the Ravens didn't score an offensive touchdown in five straight games. The team still won two of those three games. Nonetheless, Dilfer became an unlikely hero with, with his mistake-free performance. In the playoffs to help set the tone in the Super Bowl, with a 38-yard touchdown pass to Brandon Stokely that provided a seven-touch seven-to-nothing lead. Of course, the Ravens decided to part ways with Dilfer after the season, and signed Elvis Grbac, who lasted just one year in Baltimore. Trent said, Dilfer said it was the hardest thing in my career that I had to I had to get over was being told that you weren't good enough. After just winning a Super Bowl, man, that really, really or Really, really hurt. But I will say this: that team, that like that, that that group of guys, those group of guys. those that they became the most celebrated football team in NFL history by being totally hard nosed and on defense that's all I that's all they know it's ironic really 5 years 5 seasons after the team moved from Cleveland to Baltimore but still but nay but they don't have the Browns Cleveland Browns history shirt the history uniforms everything and they left that in Cleveland become an art model still hated in Cleveland. Really tells you um, that they wanna. They were just. They were just built for what they wanted. They Wanted to win and be built to win. Three players from that relocation, Matt Stover, Rob Burnett, Larry Webster, were still on. we're still on that team. There was a couple it was a coach. Coaching coaches changed during that time of all during the first few seasons of, seasons of Baltimore, until '99. When Brian Billick took over, they became so dominant. You got a rookie in Jamal Lewis. You had a, You had a backup, and you had a you had these incredible defensive guys in the defensive line. Mike Mike McCrary, Bob Burnett, and Burnett. The Goose and Sam, Goose and Sam Adams, the interior defensive tackles. And a uh, and that line back and that line core, loaded, sharper, sharper and bowler on the outside, with Dave, with, Ray, Ray, with Lewis in the middle. Kim, Her- Kim Herring, and, and, and dude Chris McAllister, Anthony uh, Anthony Mitchell, and a core Anthony. I mean, my, and then there's, whole oh, future Hall of Fame Rod, Rod Woodson would be. And Dwayne Starks. They were so they were so damn good. They were that damn good. And the coaching staff, at that time, was was a a who's who of future head coaches at the time. Marvin Lewis, who would later become a Cincinnati Bengals head coach, Rex Ryan. Who would later become the Jets head coach, head coach of the Jets, and of course the um, Buffalo Bills before moving on to the moving on to television. Jack Del Rio had a coaching stint, but he also had a stint. But he also had. But he also had a. He also would later return the defensive coordinator with the Washington Commanders. Mike Smith. He became an Atlanta Falcons coach. Ryan Billick, Built a roster of top-notch coaches that were stem from the defense. They were, they were, a solid group of players that wanted to win and be dominant. Of course, their defense in 2000 is often named among the greatest NFL defenses of all time. Like I said, they gave up only 970 rushing yards, 60.6 per game all year. An NFL record for a 16-game season. And 186 fewer yards than the next lowest team. The New York Giants. Of course... Stats. The stats. This, of course, football insider said one more interesting note on the Baltimore defense. It was the only dominant defense of the past few years to be based on stopping the run instead of controlling the pass. For all the for all the cliches about needed to stop the run, in general, the best defense defenses are ranked the highest because they have the best ratings against the ass, not against the run. Just like the best defenses are ranked the highest because they are the best through the air, not on the ground. The 2000 Ravens only ranked 7th in defense against the pass. But the rushing defense is far, in a way, the best of the past six seasons. Well, let's just say Lewis was, and of course that team was respected and done pretty well for themselves. For example... Ray Lewis was a on um, defensive player, the day defensive player of the year. And then there and of course five players went to the Pro Bowl. Lewis, Adams, Woodson, offensive tackle, Jonathan Ogden, And Max and Stover. Jamal Lewis won rookie of the year. Offensive rookie of the year from the USA today. Ryan Billick, USA, USA Today Rookie Coach of the Year, and that tells you something about the that team and how they were built. It was like starting season, the off season, it was like all this drama. Ray Lewis was like. Right was caught with a m- murder in, outside an Atlanta nightclub, and and on the on January of two thousand, and that really, really kind of hurt. That really kind of hurt. That kind of took a dent in his image. They did get they, but they did get Sam Adams and Shannon Sharp and Free Agency. Shannon Sharp is now a now on Fox Sports, dude's Hall of Famer. Don't get me wrong, but to be wearing a uniform of an of the Ravens, it's kind of odd. It's kind of odd. The Ravens' legacy, in its form, is that that team is Southern special. They were the if you look at the best defenses in NFL history, the '85 Bears. The Monsters of the Midway. The mm, Doomsday Defense. The Steel Curtain. Even a Big Blue Wrecking Crew of, of the Giant in the 80s. But only one team is the most defensive of them all. And that's the Bullies of Baltimore. The Badasses to end all badasses. The 2000 Baltimore Ravens, man, they they were something else. They were something else. I don't have to sugarcoat it. Any Any team in NFL history... Today's team defenses can't even match what these guys have done. And yet, we still talk about them. We continue to talk about these guys committed to stopping a run. They played hard, they taught so much trash. And yet, they become one of the most hard-nosed, hard-working defenses in NFL history. They were, they were, they were simply the most hardest-hitting defenses in NFL history. No excuse Ray Lewis said it, but Ray Lewis said this on Twitter a couple days ago. Dominated. Hashtag Bullies of Baltimore. Hashtag no excuses. Ray Lewis was in the Hall of Fame. Despite everything he went through for that everything they threw at him. That defense it's the great one of the greatest defenses I've ever seen. Wanna wrap it up right after this. Now you can listen to Home Tour Sports on your on Google Podcasts. Check us out every weekday on our check out the link in our description to check out our new comb for a Home, just in case you don't even have Spotify nor Anchor. The Home Tour Sports Podcast, every day on Anchor, Spotify, and now Google Podcast. Don't forget to check us out today. It's going to do it for this edition of Home Tour Sports. After all, the or everything we've been through, I've been through, it's a its a tremendous time to be alive right now. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all of our handles are Home Turf Radio. And we're also gonna be—we're also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Back next time with an all-new episode. In the meantime, stay safe, stay well, be a good human being, and that's all I can say. In the meantime, see you next time, everybody.